0: Hi there, let's start off this time by going through agoraphobia and generalized anxiety disorder or GAD. Starting off with agoraphobia, we'll go through the pathophysiology, risk factors, clinical manifestations, diagnosis, and then the treatment or management. So agoraphobia is pretty simple. It is just an intense fear or anxiety about being in places or situations from which uh, escape or obtaining help would be difficult and that causes a patient a lot of concern. So this may be things like being in open spaces, enclosed spaces, being in crowds, public transportation, um, being outside of the home alone. So it's, it's different than something like claustrophobia because being out in an open space, there may still be that fear of escaping from that space. Just like with enclosed spaces, you still may have that fear. The triggering situation causes anxiety or fear that's way out of proportion of the actual potential danger uh, of the situation. In terms of risk factors, there is a strong genetic factor. So if it's seen in a family member, you may see it in another. Looking at clinical manifestations, symptoms last at least six months, cause significant social or occupational dysfunction, and are not better explained by another disorder. So those symptoms that that a patient would be having of that fear of of not being able to escape from a situation or a place, uh, it's occurring for six months and it's causing difficulty. And then the treatment, it's very similar to panic disorder, which we've gone over in the past. Uh, It will be an SSRI plus cognitive behavioral therapy. Next, we can go into generalized anxiety disorder or GAD. The pathophysiology of this is uh, really just multifocal worry. So multifocal meaning uh, having more than one focus. This could mean that somebody is concerned or having uh, anxiety about finances, family, health, interpersonal relationships, work, the future. Just really a multitude of things that really might not be something they have under their control. But the main idea with it is that it's multifocal. It's multiple things causing that anxiety. Norepinephrine is increased in patients with GAD and then GABA and serotonin is decreased in patients with GAD. It is more common among females and then the average onset is the 20s. In terms of diagnostic criteria, there's a few different things that that come into play here. So there are A, B, C, D, E, and F. In A, we're looking at excessive anxiety or worry occurring a majority of the days for at least six months about a number of various events. It is not episodic, situational, or focal. At B, the individual finds it difficult to control the worry. C, the anxiety and worry are associated with at least three or more of the following symptoms. Muscle tension, uh, fatigability, concentration difficulty, restlessness, irritability, and sleep disturbances. And one of the resources that I tend to use uh, quite a bit would be like osmosis. Pants pearls and Roche review, as I'm currently going through um, the questions right now as I prepare for, for different board examinations. One nice acronym that they had come up with in that was Macbeth frets constantly regarding illicit sins. So Macbeth equaling muscle tension, frets, fatigability, constantly, concentration difficulty, regarding restlessness, irritability is the illicit, and then sins is the sleep disturbances. So again, Macbeth frets constantly regarding illicit sins. I thought that one was kind of helpful to to look at those six symptoms, and then you need at least three of those. In D, uh, the anxiety, worry, or physical symptoms cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. E, the disturbance is not attributable to the physiologic effects of a substance or another medical condition. And F, the disturbance is not better explained by another mental disorder. You'll find and that E and F are two common uh, diagnostic criteria that you'll see in, in many different diagnoses because we want to make sure that this condition is not the cause of some other condition or other drug use or another you know, mental disorder. Looking at the treatment and management of GAD, first line pharmacologic management would be SSRIs or SNRIs. And then used adjunctly to SSRIs or SNRIs is buspirone or busparone, also known as buspar. The way that medication works, so it's a partial serotonin receptor agonist and a dopamine receptor antagonist, and it's really just commonly used in GAD. If you're looking for a short-term use only uh, until the long-term therapy like an SSRI or SNRI can take effect, because we know that it can take about four to six weeks until SSRIs and SNRIs really start to take effect, a benzodiazepine can be used, lorazepam might be used, or potentially diazepam or clonazepam. Some medications that can be used to help control autonomic systems with GAD might be something like a beta blocker. And then if all other medications uh, that have been listed so far are just not being helpful and not benefiting the patient. TCAs, tricyclic antidepressants, or MAOIs can, can be used at that point. So the order would generally go an SSRI or an SNRI, and then moving into buspirone as an adjunctive therapy. If none of that is working, it might move into a TCA, and if that isn't working, then an MAOI looking at therapy because uh, the best treatment for this is gonna be pharmacotherapy plus psychotherapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy would be best. So CBT plus pharmacological medications is gonna be the best way to manage GAD. So hopefully that helps. Look at those two different uh, disorders and we'll come across and do some more in the future.